Hey hun, it's me, Danielle. I'm a licensed clinical mental health counselor, and I'm here to talk about all the ways multi-level marketing and mental health do not mix. It is important to know that this podcast is not meant to diagnose or for treatment. This podcast is based off of personal experiences and opinions, and is meant to educate and entertain. Now sit back and start healing with me on this episode of From Huns to Humans. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hey, hon. Welcome to this episode of From Huns to Humans, brought to you by ThriveMind. Whether you're at a crossroads with your career, wanting to scale your side hustle, or want to start a new business, there are places down the road to change where you might feel stuck and need the experienced help of someone who has been there. Enter ThriveMind. ThriveMind is both a boutique marketing company for your small business, and most importantly, a coach and advocate to help you get your small business off the ground effectively and sustainably. Allie Heatherly, former Avon Hun and anti-MLM advocate, is the principal of ThriveMind and has 10 years of experience in business operations and can give you the tools to reach your goals. Visit thrivemindllc.com today to schedule your free no-commitment call to help jumpstart your side hustle, business, or career change today. That's thrivemindllc.com to make the big change today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of From Huns to Humans. I am excited to do a follow-up episode today with Lily and Jennifer Wild. Um, Jenny Wild, I don't know how you guys know her, um, but... Um, just a content warning before we get started today, we are going to be talking about um, some doxing that's been happening and um, probably some suicidal thoughts and ideation and threats. So if you are not in the current mindset to listen to this episode today, please know that that is absolutely okay and we want you to take care of yourself. Um, feel free to come back when you're in a better space or if you need to skip this episode altogether, please just take care of yourself and um and respect your own boundaries of what you're you can handle today um well without further ado um if you have not listened to lily's episode she was episode 14 you can sit with us from monet and jenny wilde was also in monet and after we had our episode um me and lily um she experienced some pretty crappy stuff so we're going to talk about that today and talk about how like leaving a cult can like really mess with your mental health, especially when people don't like what you have to say about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Lily, do you want to like, kind of fill us in and what's been happening since you did our yeah. episode? As I itch my eczema um, <laughs> from anxiety. Um, so a lot has transpired since my podcast episode aired. I personally felt a lot lighter since getting that out and I had a few beautiful women reach out to me saying they had similar I mean 
the beautiful women are separate from the experience they went through, which was dark as mine was, but I thought that I was in the clear and I think this is going to be more of a conversation about the community that is uh, marketed in these network marketing schemes because scams schemes scams whatever don't care same thing you guys know what I'm saying yes both um because the community was something I joined for and the community is one of the darkest parts I believe in this industry so I had been struggling I lost a lot of friends after I left and I was bullied subliminally you know, IG lives were done and reels were made after I went public with my opinion of network marketing, which again, I remained very, um, I tried my best to remain about me and keep it. If you, if you listen to the podcast or if you didn't, I didn't even start until I said, made sure I said, this is about me, my experience, et cetera, et cetera. But I had still been feeling a lot of loneliness in terms of the amount of relationships I lost because I left Bonet. So there was one night when I was trying to um, make a post. I do a, it's kind of like a podcast. I do it live on my Instagram. Um, It's about women's positivity, women coming together as a community authentically being who they are, whether that's positive, negative, neutral, it doesn't matter. You're welcome to come and be who you are, express authentically and just be and talk about vulnerable topics. And I had been struggling with that because after leaving Monate, I had a lot of insecurity around posting because I spent a year of my life posting about things that I all of a sudden am no longer posting about does I'm like does anyone take me seriously and I got a series of messages which I'm about to read that very big trigger warning are really especially if you deal with mental health or any kind of suicide whether that be thoughts I'm a suicide survivor and um this was from my upline. I'm not going to say how I figured it out because I don't want, I don't think that information is relevant and I don't like to put out information like that. Um, but it was her and I was able to figure out the number attached to the account. So um, I'm going to read. I was just in a place of insecurity and I received these messages. So I'm just- and Lily, just before you start, just throwing a, just one more disclaimer out there. This is all in your experience and yes. things that you have experienced in your experience. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So um, there are a few of them, but um, I'm just going to go ahead and read what happened. Um she said you're trash you act like you're for women when I've seen you tear other women down even on your platform side note this is referring to me saying I don't believe in MLMs um everyone sees right through you you should just get off social media completely because no one wants to hear shit from you just dropping truth bombs to you sorry babe the truth hurts don't it Then she proceeded to write on all of my pictures. Why is looking like a hooker so attractive? Ha, 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 ha. You need serious help. No one cares what you need to say. Log off. 
I know you're a fake ass bitch and people see right through you. Yuck. She looks better before. Mind you, that yuck was about my body image um, transformation from when I was in a narcissistic abusive relationship. Um, she called my boyfriend who was black a monkey, which this is the first time I'm publicizing that because we did break up, but I think it's important to note, especially with the racism going on in Monet. She, and this is somebody who knew that I'm a suicide survivor. She wrote, you attempted suicide for attention. All you do is talk badly about other women and shame them on your stories. You blame everyone else for your fucked up, pathetic life. Like I said, you know what you did. Go kill yourself. So that's pretty much, uh, oh, she also, there was more. For someone who was so lost, mentally depressed and fucked up, you sure know how to pretend. Well, this was fun. Good night, bitch. And then blocked me. So I liked to consider myself someone okay. I can take a lot of shit. I was raised in a family that wasn't the nicest all the time. My family's really blunt and set. It doesn't matter. Within two days, I was in a mental hospital and I spent two weeks there because I could not come back from that to know that somebody who knew of when you survive suicide, your life becomes different. And when you're told to do it again by somebody who knew you survived, it was just really hard for me to come back from that. And I, I'm still trying to come back from it. I'm still not really doing that great. I just had a uh, tumor that were, was full of cancer removed from my appendix. So I've kind of been in and out of hospitals, but um I ended up getting it. I ended up publicizing those messages and of course got a text from my upline that night trying to cover her ass saying she'll love me no matter what. And it was a bullshit apology because she and I both know it was her and she, she didn't apologize. She just said, um, she loves me and has my back, um, which she doesn't, she stabbed it and the knife is still there. Cause I can't seem to get it out. And I think that at the end of the day, the false advertisement of this community. When I tell you I have lost friends from this, I have had some people leave since finding out about what happened, which is good news because I think the light was shown, but this community is not, it's not what they say it is. It's solely based on numbers and power and if you're not living up to it, you're not good enough in those eyes. And I, I can't urge anyone enough, especially if you're in mental health in some way, you deal with it, you've had suicidal ideation, anything like that, and you're targeted, you're being targeted because you're vulnerable. And vulnerability is one of the biggest things that they go after when it comes to recruitment because that's what this is. So that's what happened to me. Um, I wanted to, I'm going to be completely honest. Um, I know I talked a bit about the fraud that was going on monetarily. That was, nothing was done by Monet. 
Um, I, I again filed a complaint with the compliance department after I was cyberbullied. My family reported, and um, another market partner who used to be under me um, left and wrote a note. It's or not a note, excuse me, an email explaining, you know, this is not what Monet's supposed to stand for. You've allowed this bullying and nothing has been done. Um, so this person, um, as far as I know, is still an active market partner and nothing really came from it. The biz the company doesn't doesn't care. So that's been tough. You know, that's something that we've been seeing a lot, like, right, Jenny? Like, I mean, just like overall, like every time there's a market partner and I'm not going to name names of anyone, but, you know, every time we see a market partner doing something absolutely atrocious, we don't see any public, what's the word? Is reconciliation the word? You're, you're correct. There's a couple yeah. of reasons I can imagine for that. Monet doesn't want to, and we actually saw it on a private, what was supposed to be private Zoom call, damage control style. No upline or company wants to come out and advertise there's a problem or someone has been toxic or someone is causing harm because for the thousands that aren't in awareness, it's going to create that awareness. So there's so much duck and cover going on in terms of how they would appeal to the court of opinion, public opinion. They won't. They won't. I, I was curious if your family or anyone who did file a complaint either about monetary pleading, stacking, bulk buying, or cyberbullying, did you get boilerplate sort of templated messages back? Did you get any response at all from compliance? So compliance said that they couldn't match this, the Instagram account with the, any market partner on file. And I sent them a screenshot and I said, the number, this is the number that created that Instagram account. And this is the number of my previous upline. It is the same phone number. We actually, I don't know how my stepmom worked, worked this magic, but she got the director's line. So this wasn't just customer service. This was like the director's line which I don't know how she got it. I'm glad she did, but that's the most compliance did. I followed up, followed up, nothing. And I think what's so, what's been so painful for me is that this per like I fight every single day to be alive. Like that's what it's like living with mental health. Like inside I have to, I have to, make the decision to live my life every single day so to be told to kill myself and make it work this time by somebody who knows I survived is disgusting and it's not just about my story what I want to make it clear is that this is nothing but a numbers game this is not like people come to you originally like you're an angel that you're so special and you're so gifted and they want you on their team because of x y and z they're that's not what they're doing. What they're doing is trying to make money off of you. It's a lie. And, and this behavior is not okay. And, and when we came to the decision to do a kind of part two of, of my story, I couldn't say yes faster because this is disgusting.
I've never in my entire life, and I have three sisters, one being a twin, I've never in my life been spoken to with words like that in my life because I quit and reported her for fraud, which she was committing and got away with. Yeah, I think your story is so incredibly powerful because anyone listening, so the courage to share it, the courage to call out and want to have those accountable for this absolutely reprehensible tactic and behavior and retaliation effort is so powerful. It's so incredible of you because anyone listening that would think about joining an MLM or joining the community, being attracted to that friendship, the sisterhood, the hashtag, you can sit with us. They can hear and they may rationalize or justify, but my company's different. This team over here is different. Well, we're in a different lane. Well, I can't imagine anybody acting that way. So that's really just a one-off. And I could have never in a million years imagined anyone would have acted like that to me either. So right. trust me, I get that. We can make every excuse in the book, but in reality, people will do a lot of crazy things for power and money. 100%. That is it. Because I want anyone listening to hear you say that and to, to understand, don't so easily put it in this bucket of that's just so unfortunate. I'm so glad I don't have that situation or I wouldn't because I trust the person who's taught, invited me because here's what, here's what the, it all boils back to. It boils back to exactly what you said, power and money. It boils down to MLMs offer zero in protection. They are not responsible. They've absolved themselves of that right there in the terms and conditions, policy procedures, tenanting contract, 1099 contract, one signs. They have no HR. Not that HRs are always helpful, but they have nothing. Leaders can act and behave and spew words the way they want. And some are attracted to that autonomy. But as we know, dangerous individuals with questionable ethics, with, with agendas and with a hunger for power and hunger for money, and basically maybe also emotional maturity issues, whatever the case can behave, how they want unchecked. That is the issue here. What yeah. goes unchecked and who goes unsupported and who goes under the surface of we're a community and we all are a family and we praise God or have these morals and ethics, all that's up yeah. here. And underneath is a cesspool of somebody's just trying to rank. They're skirting around ethics and treating human beings like all three of us on this call now on this recording, we've never even been able to fathom. So it's not one team. It's not one sociopathological person or, or a vengeful person. It is the MLM industry because the way it's architected drives and amplifies any impulse to behave this way in certain people. It goes unchecked. It has no policies about that. And um, that's what I want people to, to come away with because unfortunately, and I won't generalize and say, no, no, this really happens everywhere. There's no guarantee. But the point is behavior changes. People change within this industry because of the way it is because of the, yeah. the girl that said the messages she, that's, that, that were sent to me. I've known her for 
oh no the screen just cut out I don't know what just happened can you guys hear me yes <laughs> I've known this girl for 10 plus years and she was so different she was so different I never in a million million years would have ever thought that she would have said anything like that to anybody but I think and and I said this before to you Danielle when I did my first episode and I'm gonna say this now my mind has completely changed do not join an MLM I'm gonna tell you right now you are not a failure, but it's going to make you feel like one. And whatever is being marketed to you is being marketed to you as a marketing tool for self-serving purposes. It is not what it says it is. By And I, and I hate to tell anyone what to do, but it's not going to do much for you. And I think that another thing that I've been thinking about um, is that it's MLM is, um, a Petri dish dish for mean girl culture. And yes. like, it, it, even just like thinking right about the movie, um, you have these girls who are like nice to your face and mean behind your back. And then all of a sudden you're not doing what they want you to do. And it's over. Like, they are just going to tear you apart and it doesn't matter what the consequences are. And it's like a blinding, like mean girl rage that just happens. I've heard this said, and I, I don't know, Jenny, if you said it, um, but I kind of feel like it was you. It's my favorite thing. Monet is the mean girls of network marketing. And it really is. You guys, I'm not kidding. Monate is full like the girls are mean like mean mean have you guys heard that saying definitely wasn't me who coined it it wasn't you Jenny I could have sworn no but I can definitely see that and I've you know a TikTok with the they call themselves the plastics (laughs) that would be pretty funny because um you're right it's insane that the double speak this is where double speak comes in so um this is the perfect illustration of that over here on our Instagram story publicly. We're going to talk about the inclusion. We're going to talk about safe spaces to be ourselves and travel and make content together and the trips. And we're just all a family, right? And that can be attractive to people, especially now people coming out of this two years, two and a half years of wild times and unprecedented everything and craving connection over here. Flip it around, (laughs) two-faced of the DC universe. We have, um, we have someone is um, not going to join the chat because they didn't work hard enough. Somebody is expected to skip a family birthday, funeral, wedding to work the flash sale. And then if you don't, you if there's so many reasons that um, on the other side of things, a person might be attracted to the energy of hustle harder, get up earlier, team hashtag no sleep, blah, 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 goals, 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 goals. And it so easily becomes very mean and very toxic and uh, quite as we've, you've experienced personally dangerous. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm just, and I think I left in September and I'm, I've reconnected with one of one girl that was my best friend in the whole world. And she left after hearing what happened to me, but the things that I've heard since, I mean, it's just like, it's, 
I hate telling people what to do and that's not my intention. My intention is to protect those who are vulnerable like I am and to say, you, you should never sacrifice or have to make sacrifices for your well-being in order to do, make somebody else feel powerful. And I spent a year of my life doing that and I'm still picking up the pieces from it. And the result of it obviously was a lot darker than normal. I see you guys, can you hear, you guys are on mute, but I know you can hear my dog's toy squeaking. She does this every time because I'm not paying attention to her. Um, but it's, I don't know what more I can do than share my story and give myself, I don't know, it went out again. I hope the screen went black. I hope that you guys can still hear me. Can you still hear me? Okay, good. All I can do is extend myself as a means for support for anybody who either is struggling, could struggle in the future, or doesn't know what's going on. Like I'm here. I don't need to go through the same thing as you to, to be there for you. I didn't have that. I think there's a tendency in, in network marketing to be silent because you're punished if you're if you're outspoken. You're shunned if you're outspoken. You're removed from chats. You're belittled and I speak from, again, as Danielle said, this is all coming from my experience, but I also recommend if you're somebody who's in a network marketing company right now, whether that be Monet or any of the other ones, I'm not going to go through the list of names because like, quite frankly, I can't think off the top of my head right now, but YouTube, search, do your research. I did not do that. And I think there's so much that is common that is dark and nasty that shouldn't be but it is and that's why of course I jumped to do this and tell my story here publicly but do your research because you're not alone and I can I felt so alone and I can guarantee you you're not pumpkin we're not gonna do that okay we're not gonna do that right now pumpkin <laughs> Sorry, I'm embarrassed. She loves to play with toys when I'm not looking. Um, I think that, um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. It'll come back. It'll come back. Well, I'll jump in because to piggyback on what Lily said, it's important that people really understand that there is support here. So when yeah. they feel lost and confused, belittled or ousted, when they feel that they're even recognizing some red flags and experiencing cognitive dissonance, but don't want to put it out there because they've seen other friends get shunned. There is support here. You don't have to be terminating your contract in order to bounce into an anti-MLM creator's inbox to say, I don't know if you have time, but I'd love to be able to just share quickly what happened. And I don't know what to think or find support, find someone who understands and would have empathy. Um, mm -hmm. And that's really important because that's why I love what's happening with your podcast, Danielle, and all these platforms growing and getting louder and getting, I hope, clarity in a message that you don't have to think away and go through any of this alone because it can't be like picking up pieces and it can be so hard. And many women might just feel it's not worth it. It's not yeah. worth it and internalize a lot. So I love that about, about what you said. Um, I think that I remembered what I wanted to come back to. Um, 
the other thing that I was thinking is it's not just Monet. Like I know, like I do see a lot of mean girl stuff that's happening in Monet, but I know it's in other MLMs too. So like, don't like, please don't think, oh, well, my MLM is different because it's not. Um, it's, it's rampant across the industry. Mm -hmm. And, um, also what I was thinking too, is if you are somebody, I, I recommend therapy to everyone, but if you are somebody that is struggling with your mental health and you are thinking about exiting your MLM, please be proactive and sign up for therapy before you leave like really consider doing that because I promise it will be really helpful and it's okay for you to ask your um, therapist or ask your potential therapist um, if they are, if they understand why MLMs are bad and if they support multi-level marketing companies, like it's okay for you to ask them that. And because if it's important to you, if it's an important value that you have a provider that understands what you're going through that that is huge the other thing I would say is that it's really hard to find anyone that is niched down to that specialty of working with cults or working with multi-level marketing specifically so if you can find a provider that specializes in domestic violence it's very close and it's very applicable and it's a great way for you to most likely get your needs met um, from that standpoint and to make sure you have somebody that understands like the dynamics of an abusive relationship. Right. That's a great, yeah, I've been having a lot of trouble finding therapy. I think it's just, it's a lot of people are looking for therapists right now. It's been really tough. That's why I really want to like keep saying publicly, like if, and at the least, the very least I can do is be here to talk. I'm happy to FaceTime or talk on the phone or text or whatever and just, you know, make you feel less alone. That's if that's the most I can do. I'm absolutely more than willing to do that. Um I needed that. So I think maybe that's why that's my go-to to say that. And I think Jenny, you were one of the first people that I spoke to and I was like, oh my God. Like I was so overwhelmed and I just research do your research. You're not the only one feeling the way you're feeling. I can say that with a hundred percent certainty, 99% certainty. If let's not get crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, is there anything else that we want to talk about in regards to this topic? Is there any, any more? Hey, 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 that's enough. I'm so sorry. I, I swear this happened last episode and I was mortified. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Well, I, I'm so sorry that, and that any of that happened. I'm so sorry. You know, we've, we're, we're going, it's like a sequel here in this episode. I'm sorry about everything that happened to you that you revealed in part one of your From Humans appearance. And now I'm just so sorry that anyone ever made you feel what you felt and what you've gone through. Yeah. I, I want to emphasize, Lily, that you speak so beautifully and eloquently in this past, I've been, I've been personally riveted this whole 40 minutes um, or whatever we've been on, like you coming forward like this and understanding 
how powerful it might be for one person to hear you or one person to feel understood and seen wherever they are right now when they hear this as this will be on platforms for a long time is just blowing my mind a little bit so thank you so so much thank you thank for you. that generosity in your time and in your uh, vulnerability you're so right when you're saying that that is used it is tapped into it's part of a marketing plan and the irony and the disgusting twist of that being that then should the relationships break down and they will, I want listeners to understand they will, anything based on transaction, expectations, and anything built on that money pyramid in terms of friendships and sisterhood will eventually become contaminated. Yep. And the real problem is then, as you mentioned, someone who was recruiting based on their trust and likability and being trained and trained and indoctrinated in their MLM to be trusting and likable and, you know, to dangle out this friendship circle as part of a benefit of joining an MLM. Now they know everything about us. They know our weakest and most softest parts. It's been revealed, if not publicly in Instagram lives as encouraged by people to attract them to the business, as our uplines would say, go and tell your story and be vulnerable. But it's also so much has been discussed in private Zooms because you feel like you're in a safe space with that team. The team is looking for volume. The team has end of month goals. The team wants to earn the trip. And if they don't, someone's going to pay. Someone's going to be blamed. And when basic human compassion does not exist in any structure, any career path, any organization, any nonprofit, any church, any friend group, any book club, where, where, what are we left with? Where are we at? If we're not compassionate for one another. So I guess I'll just end with that too. And I just really appreciate the conversation, ladies. Thank you. Yeah, Lily, thank you so much for sharing with us. Um, like, I really appreciate how vulnerable you've been. Um, and um, before I let you guys go, um, Lily, I, I'm not sure about you, Jenny, but I, so if, if I asked you this, then you don't have to answer it, but Lily, you did not get my end of podcast question that I finally developed, which is what is your anti-MLM why? Uh, like why am I against MLMs? Yeah. It doesn't oh, have man. to make you cry. You don't have to have a why that makes you cry this time. Um. <laughs> I got dumped like a month and a half ago. So all I do is cry lately. So it's like, you know, if I cry, we're going to hang in there. But what is my anti-MLM why? Wow, you really threw that one on me, didn't you? <laughs> um, because vulnerability is not a recruitment tactic. Yeah, I agree. That, that's such a good point. Mm -hmm. um, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for following up. Like, I think that this was a great way to show people that like, people are mean in these companies and we need to be speaking up about it and not sweeping it under the rug because these companies don't care enough to expose it yeah and trust me they know what's going on they just make more money and care more about that and it's unfortunate but know that you have people like us who care about you who want to listen to you who want to validate you and are here for you absolutely Absolutely. Absolutely.
All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you guys for being here. And um, I hope that you all have a fantastic day. Bye. Bye. Bye.